few at Fannie Mae seemed to recognize that the CBO report had ever so slightly transformed the climate in which the company operated. Inside the Fannie bubble, the weather was fine. As the company noted in its annual financial summary for 1996, none of the four studies required by Congress and published that year recommended privatizing the company. Not the General Accounting Office, Treasury, or CBO made such a recommendation, Fannie said. The CBO had come closest. It said that given the cost to the taxpayer of the Fannie Mae subsidy, Congress might want to revisit the special relationship the company had with the government. It wasn't really CBO's place to recommend privatization. The Budget Office's purview was to analyze the costs of budget items to the government, which its report did. But HUD, the company's erstwhile overseer, took the opposite tack, recommending against full privatization of the company. HUD did, however, suggest that the issue of removing Fannie's federal charter be re-examined periodically. Even though it had successfully run the privatization gauntlet, Fannie continued its lobbying efforts with the help of no fewer than 36 registered lobbyists in 1996. The company gave almost $200,000 to political parties that year, while its employees contributed almost $113,000 to congressional and presidential candidates. That September, Johnson published a book entitled Showing America a New Way Home, Expanding Opportunities for Home Ownership. An encomium to Fannie Mae chock full of bromides about why every American deserved a home, the cover had a picture of Johnson sitting on the steps of a pristine cottage, complete with American flag flying from its porch. The book is a blueprint for how to take down the walls, brick by brick, that keep would-be home buyers from realizing the American dream of home ownership, Johnson was quoted as saying. Major economic and social forces have come together to fuel a powerful momentum for change, offering a unique opportunity for a major increase in home ownership during the next decade. On the back of the book, housing notables praised its contents. Among them was Mozilla, the countrywide financial co-founder whose company supplied Fannie with the most loans. Jim Johnson has been the most vocal and active leader in closing the shelter gap and repairing the important fabric that binds our great country, he said. Dianne Feinstein, the Democratic senator from California, weighed in with this. Home ownership is the cornerstone of the American dream. Jim Johnson's book is a roadmap toward making that dream come true for more Americans. Years later, amid the credit crisis, a former Fannie Mae executive looked back on the company's years of dominance. There are so many lessons for how missions get warped and the latent consequences, he said. How the housing market and the public-private partnerships morphed into an institution that is corrupt or corrupting at more than the margins. As the architect of that institution a company with a no-holds-barred approach to lobbying, silencing critics, defanging regulators, and protecting its rich government subsidy. Johnson had a legacy that extended far beyond Fannie Mae. Wall Street firms, mortgage lenders, home builders all took a page out of the Johnson playbook. And when their operations got into trouble in the credit crisis of 2008, most were, 
like Fanny and Freddie, bailed out by taxpayers. Imitation follows success, and Fannie Mae was hugely successful in carrying that model forward, independent of the underlying merits of what they were doing, Fop said after the credit crisis erupted. Speaking of the large financial institutions that were rescued in 2008, he said, Now we have created a whole new generation of government-sponsored enterprises with implied federal guarantees. The cancer isn't gone. Now it has metastasized.